welcome back. You're listening to episode 93 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Conspiring Couple Problems. I like the chipperness. Thank you. <laughs> Even in the response. You're welcome. <laughs> Can't wait to see how long she can keep this up. Not long. It's fading. <laughs> and back to normal. All right. Uh, this week for the podcast, we watched the independent film On the Rocks, which came out in 2020 and I believe just came out like a few weeks ago, right? Yep. Um, to streaming services, mainly Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Unsure if you can get it other ways. It's just Apple TV. They it's like a streaming exclusive or could you Yeah, still... they acquired the rights. They're one of the distributors. Gotcha. Okay. So if you got Apple TV. Or if you know somebody who does. <laughs> yeah. No shame. Get those logins. If you recently bought an Apple product, they usually give you like a year yeah, first. But we're not sponsored by Apple, so we're moving on. <laughs> uh, it was distributed, as you said, by Apple, but also... Uh, since it's indie, it's distributed by A24. Hey, And then you need like 22 more or 21 more. I don't want to do that 21. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Hey, 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 hey. It was written and directed by Sofia Coppola, who, if that name sounds familiar to you, she is the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. Okay, that's why That's why it sounds familiar? Yeah, the director of The Godfather. I, I knew it was familiar. And so. Apocalypse Now, I think. Um, she did that, that, or he did that. No, that, that was Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know how many uh, films she's done, but uh, cool. pretty famous dad. Mm-hmm. And then I was just when I was looking to make sure that I was like, "That's pretty specific last name I've never heard before." So let's see if it's related. And then when I saw Francis Ford Coppola's wiki, apparently his nephews are also um, Nicholas Cage and Jason Schwartzman. What? What a what a Thanksgiving that must be. Am I right? That's so wild. <laughs> Nicholas Cage and Jason, like, how are they related? Okay, I guess by like by like nephew by their marriage uncle, or something. I guess. You know what? All famous people. Jason Schwartzman definitely Jewish, right? Yeah. Nicholas Cage. I don't, I don't know. think so. Francis Ford Coppola. I don't think so. Okay, Anyways. well, we're just judging by people's last names. We don't know their lives. But let yeah, me tell sorry. you something. Let me tell you something. Want to hear something? All famous people. Are related. That's how they become famous. You think people just like work their way up sometimes, but other times they have a famous daddy or a famous aunt or a famous cousin. They have that connection. I'm just saying. All famous people are related. Yep. <laughs> this I stand is like by a that. whole new level of six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I stand by it. I didn't say related to like every famous person. I'm saying like they have a famous family member. All right. So uh, now that we've talked about the, the biz, as it were, um, do you want to give some background? I would love to. The genre of On the Rocks is comedy slash drama. It debuted at the New York Film Festival, which, to be honest, did not know that was a thing. The band Phoenix did the soundtrack for this movie, and the runtime was 96 minutes. The setting of this movie is in Manhattan, New York. And it is starring Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. Guest appearances, including Jenny Slate. 
It's also starring one of the Wayne brothers. I don't know which one. I can never remember. Like Damon or Marlon, I think, are the two main dudes. I, I think it's Marlon. But I didn't know who that was. He just said who he was. No, I don't know him. What is he? I, I, obviously, he's famous, but like, what's his big role? Um, asking the wrong person on that. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in, they were in like the scary movies. Movies. I just did. White chicks. I only write down. Some real highbrow comedy stuff. I really only write down famous people that are famous to me. Okay. So if we got any big Wayan fans out there, just know. Also, I can never remember how to pronounce it. It's like Wayans. I did not come prepared to that information because, like I said, don't know the man. Okay. But I definitely know who Bill Murray, Jenny Slate, and Rashida Jones are. So that's all your background? That's it. Was that not enough? I could keep going. No, I didn't mean like that. I was just making sure you're ready to... I'm ready. Let's plot it up. Tackle the movie. Yes. Uh, so synopsis-wise, I didn't write one down, but I'm sure I can wing it. Oh, and apologies in advance if uh, we are struggling to come up with some facts. We watched this movie a little while ago and then had obligations, we're out of town, and really I wanted to hold off until we had some election results, which we'll get into that uh, in CCP, currently capturing positive section. Wow, spoiler. <laughs> um, anyways, back to the movie. So I would say the synopsis is... Can you remind me of character names? I'm oh, sorry. sure. Laura is Rashida Dean Jones. Dean the husband. I have that Dean's the husband, and Felix is... Um, the Bill Murray, her father. Okay. So Laura is suspicious that Dean is cheating on her. Her father, Felix, uh, is trying to help her, and they go on, like, father-daughter sleuthing yeah, <laughs> and try, try, try to catch Dean in the act. Yes. Would you say that's a fair synopsis? Yep. I could. I would even narrow it down and say if you, if you wanted some editorial critique, do you want it or you give it to me? Okay. Laura thinks Dean is cheating on her, so Laura's dad intervenes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably is better because she can seems kind of skeptical. But uh, it's the he, dad he's, like, really... convincing her that, like, yeah. nah, he's doing something. Because he was a bad guy in his yeah. past, and mm-hmm. he, he thinks he knows all the... All the ways. ...tall tale signs. Mm-hmm. Is that the saying? Tall tale signs? Anyways. Tell... Tell tale? See, this... <laughs> I don't I know why it's... I always ask these. I should just act like I know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna go tell tale. Okay. We'll look it up later and let you know. All right, so where do you want to start? This is one of those movies slash all our movies are like this where not a whole lot happens. So I just have like a bunch of random observations. Sure. Are you going to allow that or do you want me to just do plot stuff and then come back to like as we... Let's let's go for it. Just want to go back and forth? Yes, I love it when we do that. Okay. Okay. I think so, I have a few, like, questions throughout mine, so I'll throw those in as well. I have a few questions as well. This is going to be great. I can feel it being an all right episode. Okay. Setting the bar high. All mm-hmm. right. No, not like all right. Like, all right, all right, all right. 
And if you don't say it in the voice, then you don't have to pay a fine. Anyway, so at the beginning, and this is like a two second scene, but they're showing kind of the different stuff Laura does. Like she's a writer, that's her profession, but like a stay at home writer, you know, um, as most writers are. Seems like she's in between projects. And so she's also a caretaker for her kid and her uh, toddler. So that she takes the toddler to story time and they were seeing like wheels on the bus or something amazing like that. Amazing. Yes, that's a classic, Kayla. For story time, it's a big hit. One, As somebody one album has... of the year in 1902. Okay. You know, they... How old is Wheels on the Bus? I guess it has to be older than that because school buses haven't been around that long. I mean, newer than that. Okay. If you want to do a deep dive, I'm going to say it's at least from the 70s. Okay. Because I Continue. feel like that's... Well, that's when, like, education, I think, took a turn for, like, like having things such as story time. Okay? That's my guess. 70s. But anyway, they um, went to story time and it gave me all the feels because that's what I used to do. Lead story time. Uh, my first thing I noticed was these people are very rich. Yeah. Um, first, Laura and Dean's apartment or house. I'm not sure. It's kind of... I've I never think it was York, an so. apartment, but they owned it. Yeah, that, that type of thing. Like, very nice view in Manhattan and big windows. Very sleek and modern. And then also, her dad is like has a driver who just drives him around everywhere. Well, he's like this famous gallery guy. Is that what it was? I must mm. have missed that. I know he was like trying to sell this piece of artwork later on in the movie. He rich. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, she comes from money, and then both she and her husband have been successful. Yeah, that's true. Author, and he's got some company that has a bunch of followers. It's unclear what his company yeah. is. I don't get it. It's probably like a website. They have like a party. They're like, we have 500,000 followers. Which, like, you know what? Isn't that impressive? I mean, unless you're like up and coming in like a, the Instagram Yeah, world. I have like 50, so. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's not that impressive. I guess it depends on, like, the size of the team, maybe. Yeah. All right, what's your next? Okay, so, you know how we said that one of the distributors was A24? Mm-hmm. It, they go to, I think it was at the party. They go to the party, and Dean is like, let me introduce you to this executive from A24. Like, <laughs> No. No. Did you not catch that? I did not. That made me your eye roll. All right, that's a good that's a good catch on your part. Um, so this is uh, earlier on. I have written down because we were led to believe throughout the movie, and maybe I won't get into spoilers of the ending. But I guess by me saying this, it seems like I'm spoiling the ending. Anyways, I wrote down. Who would cheat on Rashida Jones? Absolutely nobody in their right mind. But she is the definition of cool. But history has shown men suck. Oh, <laughs> which that's is, for sure. Who which would cheat sort on... of turned who... out to be the theme of the movie. 
I would say one of the themes, you know, how Bill Murray, you know, his history of just sucking. Mm-hmm. His character, Felix. Well, yes, not Bill Murray. I said, yeah, I'm sorry, no. Felix. The history of him sucking as a dad and as a husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You were going to say something. I think he was trying to be, I don't think he was a terrible dad. I think that she was disappointed in him because of the way he treated her mom put her in tough situations yeah where she had to lie to her mom but i think he genuinely loves her and wants to be better and i think he's trying to be a better grandpa than he was dad mm-hmm. husband i didn't really peg him as a bad guy and that's probably because we didn't really see him cheating on the mom we only heard about it the movie was about her childhood and him cheating then i probably wouldn't be like yeah he the worst but because we didn't see that i'm just like i see a man who has made mistakes in his life and is trying to be better and i, I know plenty of men like that and people not i w- that was just like people are flawed she was not directing that at me let the no, record show i i wasn't i mean we can Rag on men all the time, but not not all men. Hashtag not Hashtag all men. Not all men. <laughs> Knew that was coming. All right, what what you got next? Okay, so in the middle of Laura's paranoia about Dean cheating on her, Dean gifts her with a mixer. This like epic mixer. It's got like twelve appliances in one or something. Yeah. And I don't even care if your husband or wife is a chef. This is a bad gift. (laughs) Nobody wants this for their birthday. Would you want that for your birthday, Caleb? Well, it kind of goes back to the uh, problem of them being rich and, you know, it's... They don't need anything? Yeah. (laughs) What can you get them? Yeah. But to me, the message that sends is... I love it that you work from home and that you can care for our kid and cook for us and do everything. I mean, maybe he does love that. But that's not equal. That's not fair to make one partner, man or woman, 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 man, man, whatever, do all the work. Should be one uh, two-sided, not one-sided. Okay. So that's just like propagating that message by giving that gift. And so I can't support. Okay. Uh, In connection, sort of, again, with what I was talking about in this movie of rich people, I said this movie is evidence that we need to eat the rich. Uh, So a scene in the movie where they're chasing. Well, I guess there's that. But I was talking about a little later when they're chasing... Um, Dean's taxi, and they get pulled over by the cops, and then of course, yes, that rich, was the... rich white guy talks himself talks his way out of a ticket and okay. gets a push from the cops to help start his car. What's I that? feel like that was the most problematic part of this movie because we ha- it's not like this movie was made a while ago. This movie was made in twenty twenty. I'm not saying that like maybe it was trying to be social commentary and like I guess Rashida Jones character at the end is like wow only you could get away with that like wow it must be nice being you kind of thing yeah but no I I 
I didn't really care for that. Also, I was going a little out of order there. I forgot to say that scene was called um, Relatives and Cars Following Loved Ones. Yeah, no, that <laughs> is funny. That is funny. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but Annie brings along a, ba- like a, a bag that is meant for tra- traveling with caviar. I think this movie was like trying to be Wes Anderson-y. And I don't know if I was just getting that vibe because Bill Murray's character <laughs> and Bill Murray's in a lot of yeah. Wes Anderson movies. And I'm like, it's not doing it. It's I don't not know. doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's not what it was going for. And maybe I'm just like mind playing tricks on me because Bill Murray and like <laughs> most of the movies he's in these days are Wes Anderson movies. I, I get what you're saying though because I think it was trying to be like a little quirky. But this movie did not change any kind of conversation and maybe that's not the point of what it was trying to do but then why have that scene you know and you're right like if it was trying to be Wes Anderson A like it's not a Wes Anderson movie and B it was not like intricate or quirky enough yeah okay so, I think we need to discuss this relationship. Because the whole time... Uh, they, Dean and Laura? Yeah. They yeah. just Do they spend, like, any time together? That's the problem. They don't <laughs> They don't spend any time together and they don't communicate. So, that, so that's why she's so suspicious. Because, yeah. They're, like, hardly... He's spending all his time away from her and the family. Right. And he's not very communicative. Seems secretive about his phone. Yeah. So... She really wasn't that far off. He may not have been physically cheating on her, but he could have been emotionally cheating on her. Right. He could have been cheating on her by being a workaholic. And in relation to the phone, um, very convincing vibration uh, text messages in this this movie. I kept hearing, like, the vibration on the screen. I kept like, is my phone vibrating? What is that? And maybe it's just because I have, like, an iPhone now. So, yeah. like, that's why. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, something I else really I noticed. I didn't really notice Because <laughs> it's because you don't ever have your phone on vibrate. I yeah, think but I don't think it's it. effective. I could, I could go on and on about how I don't think that, like, phone vibration is actually effective. Because I never feel it or hear it. I either need it on, like, old lady loud. Is it because you usually have it in your cavoo? Or, I'm sorry, your purse? (laughs) (laughs) Also, not a sponsor. (laughs) Um, Even if I have it in my pocket, I feel like I do not feel it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So maybe there's something wrong with me. (laughs) Maybe my sense of feeling is not all there. But I think I am a very compassionate person, so I don't know. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, so this is so random, but it it needs to be said. Are you ready? I'm ready. In movies, exclusively movies, in only once in a while in real life, people fall asleep in the weirdest places. So Rashida Jones, a.k.a. Laura, falls asleep on this, like, I guess picnic bench? After, yeah, yeah, in Mexico, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like overlooking the cliff. Yeah. Looks very uncomfortable. How could you... It's like a wooden bench. I understand, like, maybe falling asleep for a moment and then be like, wait, what? Yeah. But, like, full on sleeping there for the night. I feel like that's what happens to me. Even if it's, like, falling asleep on a couch, which is, like, 
somewhat comfortable. You wake I'll, up. I'll wake and up then... and like an hour, like, oh, why am I still out here? Yeah. It is. That is not. I I mean, unless you're truly exhausted, yeah. haven't had sleep in like it's also twenty four hours or something. It's also not safe. So just be out in the open, yeah. asleep. A as a woman, familiar with. as a person in an unfamiliar place, yeah, I just don't understand that. But even, even not speaking of this movie, I feel like that that is a cliche. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know who started that. You know, it goes with the cliches of like. Scary movie, not being able to start the car type thing. Be, yeah. <laughs> that one, I feel like I don't know as well because I haven't seen as many. But yeah, that is a thing. Like, how often does your car really not that not work? What's another one? Mm. Well, I have a, another one coming up. Do you want me to just tell it because we're kind of on, on the conversation? Sure. Okay. Um, at the end of the movie, she has a slightly different hairstyle. And it's showing how, like, productive she's being. And that is a cliche, I think, specifically with women in movies, where it's like... Disheveled hair. She doesn't have it together. Yeah, but, like, she got a haircut. Oh, she's working. She's writing that book. It's like, okay, that's not how it works. You don't just get a haircut every time you feel stressed. Some cliched laptop typing there at the end, too. Like... Right. (laughs) I don't know how well it's going to come Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's a good point. The funniest, if you want to see very funny computer, like Hollywood interpreting how programming works type of thing. Okay. Um, look up from the, I want to say like 2003, but that's not important. So just Google like Hugh Jackman hacking scene swordfish. Okay. And oh my God, it is so dumb. I, I feel like you have mentioned this before. Yeah. So, so that's a little homework for everybody out there. Look that up if you haven't seen it. Also, Swordfish is such a weird You could movie. post that to the Twitter if you want. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. I will do that. Be like, just why? Just why is this a thing? Why? Um, another thing I uh, noticed earlier in the movie is they kept going back to this whistling thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can't wait for what the whistling payoff is going to be. And I feel like I'm getting better since we've watched so many of these movies, you know, noticing foreshadowing mm-hmm. and what's going to be the payoff here. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the end and she can whistle now. But I like, feel like as we were watching, you said Rashida Jones is going to be a really good whistler by the end. Or something to that extent. No, I, I think I said, like, I can't wait to see this, <laughs> what this whistling payoff is. Like, how I is this know. going I... to relate to the story? And but it's just I... like he comes up. He being Felix comes up to the door one time at the end and she can whistle back at him. Here's the thing, though. He's saying when kind of when she in recent years, like had kids and got busy by life, she became less fun. And no, no, no. He literally was saying that. Uh, I'm not saying he didn't say it. I'm laughing because are you going to say she can whistle so she's fun? This is what they want us to think. <laughs> this is supposed to show growth. This is supposed to show her coming around and be able to see her life with a new perspective. And the fact that she kind of learned a lesson about herself through all of this. And so 
she's less hung up on the fact that A, she can't whistle, and B, her husband might be cheating on her, and C, her dad kind of sucked, she has a greater sense of all of that by the end, so she can whistle better. Okay. That's... Well, I just got schooled. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have... Wow, Do you we have, have some similar left? thoughts. Okay, I, I know I have one more. There, okay, two more things. All right, go ahead. One, the if you can even call it a fight scene that Dean and Laura have where they're like, I wasn't cheating on you. You're the crazy one for following me to Mexico kind of thing. That whole conversation. Mm-hmm. I did not appreciate how he was blaming her when really... Okay, yes, they both were guilty of not communicating with each other and getting caught up in their lives and all that, him more so, but sure, she was doing that too. But, like, he was turning it around on her and, like, blaming her and making her seem like this crazy person when really she had reason to be concerned. Sure, he didn't have sex with anyone that we know of, but he wasn't being a present dad or husband. So to just immediately be like, it's on you. You need to be better. No, Dean. All Deans. Every Dean. You need to be better. Apologize to any Dean listeners out there. No, they know. Wow. Okay. They know they need to be better. I'm specifically talking about two fictional deans. I, I'm aware. I don't <laughs> to think make either it of full these circle? fictional deans are listening to the, to the podcast. Okay. Well, if they are, Dean from Gilmore Girls and Dean from On the Rocks, be better. Um, My last thought? Or? Yeah, go for it. Mine are pretty much like final thoughts here. So, um, <laughs> Laura is gifted two watches in this movie, both by her the men in her life. Yeah, one by Felix, one by Dean. In your opinion, who gave the better gift? I don't remember the look of not, Dean's not watch exactly at the end as much. What they looked like. Oh, you're saying Felix's was more from the heart because yes. it was his personal watch, and yes. she used to like it when he wore yeah. or something. And she would like it, it was sentimental. Yeah, I mean, Dean's was like, "I'm rich here." Clearly, she this well, he got it engraved and stuff for her, and clearly she must like watches. It sounds like. Yeah, but that doesn't check out because at the beginning of the movie, she's wearing like basically a child's watch. Maybe that's a watch she likes. <laughs> Maybe that's her childhood watch. She's yeah. never had a grown-up watch before. <laughs> she's waiting for someone to finally buy her one. <laughs> he- she bought a. Now she, she got two, two in the men. same year. <laughs> so overwhelming. So it's kind of sounding like you think that Dean's was more. No, I I agree that I think, well, just like the looks. Also, I think the yeah. watch from Felix was cooler. Same. But um, I was just trying to play devil's advocate on that. Love doing that. I'm an advocate for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on my resume. <laughs> my business card. <laughs> Devil's advocate. Advocate for the devil. Wow, yeah. I talked you'll, about our, you'll get some uh, interesting uh, assignments, underlord I'm sure. Satan. 
himself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jews don't believe in all that, so. Anyway. What do you got? You ready for your final thoughts? Yeah, unless you had any other comments or I think the feelings. rest of my notes relate to final thoughts, pretty much. Okay, I want you to include in your final thoughts if you would recommend it or not. Okay, I will include that in my final thoughts. So I think about 75% of the way through this movie, I was feeling pretty good about it. Like, 75? Yeah. Oh, that's that's majority. That's farther than you thought or something? With the majority? Okay, anyways. Um, yeah, I was enjoying it. I was like, oh, this story's taking a bit of a different arc than I thought it would. No? Mm-hmm. You're kind of looking at me like I'm crazy. I feel like the way it was presented in the trailer was how it was. Oh, movie. I guess I didn't watch the trailer, so I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. I was just saying from like a typical, like, I was expecting to be kind of a rom-com. From like a typical standpoint of that, there wasn't like really, you know, I expected Felix and Laura to have a fight like halfway through and then make up at the end. That didn't come until like 80-90% of the way through the movie. So that's yeah. what I mean by it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It took a while to get there. So I was like, oh, this is going to take a different arc. But then it did end up doing that. So I was like, no, oh, that's disappointing. And then it did end up ending, spoiler, with like them making up. And it's like, well, that was really ended with, Lame. A, ended with a poof, as I put in my notes. Um, ended with a poof. I also felt in the, the earlier parts of the movie, to its detriment, I felt like it was too obvious how they were trying to convince us that Dean is definitely cheating. Look at this. He's changed his phone password. He's hanging out at a bar with his co-worker and these mm-hmm. other guys. And then they took a cab back, mm-hmm. just him and the female co-worker. Mm-hmm. And then they're going down to Mexico, just mm-hmm. the two of them. Yeah, it was like too out. I'm like, this can't end up. It almost telegraphed it too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then my final thought before I get into recommendations mm-hmm. uh, was a possible podcast style for this week. Bill Murray Love Detective. <laughs> Bill Murray Love Detective. <laughs> Why did you say it twice? I was just repeating. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as recommendations go, I don't think I would recommend it for those reasons I gave that I kind of was disappointed with how it ended. Sure. And as we've we mentioned throughout with our notes, like it had some stuff that's like, really? The old white guy gets away with the cops because he's rich and white? This is 2020. Yeah. So what are your final thoughts? I always want the most. I guess in that sense, it's realistic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, like when I was talking about it before, I'm not saying like, oh, this is 2020, this doesn't happen anymore. This is 2020. We need to have a different take on this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. Love Bill Murray. Love Bill Murray. But even Bill Murray, I don't know. No, wanna... but actually, Matt Rashida Jones, who is an activist and who should know better. I mean, maybe she advocated for having that scene or that comment at the end where, like, wow, only you. Like, it must be nice to be you. If I don't know, maybe ha- it was trying to say, like, oh, didn't... white people get away with this. But, like, everybody knows that, I guess. You know, yeah, you you're not in saying anything new by yeah. that. Um, it seemed to be trying to be a little too cheeky about it. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, look at goofy Bill Murray. <laughs> he knows this cop because he knows his dad and his grandpa. Yeah. 
And I'm not even 100% sure if he did know the dad and grandpa. That's what I was unclear about. I thought it was going to go in like, I don't know who that guy was. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's white. So moving on. Anyway, sorry to interrupt your final thoughts. Yeah. So kind of that stuff, I don't know if I can recommend it because I don't know if if this really adds anything to any kind of conversation. Now, if you just want something lighthearted... I don't think everything I, has to add something. Well, to and it. that's what I'm saying. If you just want something lighthearted, I don't even know if this was that funny. Yeah. Or that um, escapist. I would say watch a Wes Anderson movie. Right. Like I could recommend so many better. Yeah, so many better movies than this. So I'm no. If you want to get some quirky Bill Murray, just watch a. Watch some. Nice yeah, watch him do something better. Like he has better movies and like he is a really funny guy i don't even know if this completely showcased that and i like rashida jones too but i don't always agree with the products projects she uh, latches on to so on the recommendation we landed on no no okay and and the rest of like my final thoughts i didn't hate this movie by any stretch of the imagination like it wasn't painful to watch it was pleasant and fine, but out of, like, it, it wasn't doing anything new or special. All right. Do you want to move into rankings? Would love. Would love it. Let's rank on the rocks. Right, where do you got to rank? So what you peeking at over here? <laughs> your ringing. I feel like originally after watching this, I had it at sixteen or fourteen, but now I'm like, what an odd. That's, not fifteen, sixteen or fourteen. It's because I think it like is touching the Lynn Shelton movies, or there was some reason. Sixteen would put it in front of the last word. Fourteen would put it in front of your sister, sister. See, and so well, whenever you would break we get up the Lynn Shelton movies by doing that. I liked Outside In so much more than Your Sister Sister. I don't know why they're right next to each other. But they just kind of are. Maybe out of respect. I don't know. <laughs> but when we get into that area, it gets a little murky. I don't know. But now, so, after our conversation, I kind of want to rank it even lower. Yeah, I had it at 19 or 20. Explain to me, um, since you're looking at the rankings, that, where that, that would, would be... be... Uh, in the area of Wakefield and the Unknown Girl. So if it's 19, it'd be behind Uncut Gems and ahead of Wakefield. If it's 20, it'd be behind Wakefield and ahead of the Unknown Girl. I liked Wakefield more than this, so I would put it... So you want to do 20? Let's do 20. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. So new number 20 is On the Rocks. That's behind Wakefield and ahead of the Unknown Girl. All right, let's move on to Currently Captivating Positives. Okay, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, we got him! (laughs) We can finally hit that button for John Oliver. Confetti can fly. Can we? Uh, It's not over. (laughs) He's still in office. If we have to yank him out kicking and screaming, we will. Will you do that yourself? Would you sign up for that? If that's a volunteer thing, I would gladly sign up to pull that big fat baby 
Sorry, we we talked about this. That's a that's an <laughs> that's insult to an babies. Insult to babies ever. That, that Call big, him a Cheeto. The big, big Oompa fat. Loompa. No, that's an insult to Oompa Loompas. Oh god, Cheetos. That's an insult to Cheetos. No, uh, we can go on this forever. Anyways, Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden, uh, is now the president-elect. He got enough electoral votes. It's like stressing over it all week. So this was not going to be my kind of captivating positive. As I said, another reason we kind of pushed the podcast back. I wanted the election results to be in. Caleb was really stressed. He was beside himself the night before. Like, I stayed up till like 2 in the morning. No, no, no. I'm talking about the night before the election. Oh, yeah. Day before, that evening. You were beside yourself. I was just getting flashbacks to 2016. And I was not being comforting because I was like, I'm hopeful. And then Caleb was like, well, you were hopeful in 2016, weren't you? And I was like, yes, I was. <laughs> well, then your opinion doesn't matter in this. Yada, yada. It was just, yeah. It's not my my best. <laughs> but um, anyway, he won, so we're okay. But he won. Um, I know. importantly. I know it's not the end of things, no, obviously. No, it's just the beginning. Really. A long ways to go um, because... The dude still got like 70 million votes, Trump that is, which is terrible that that many people voted for him. Mm-hmm. But for now, we've been in this dark hole for a long time, so I think everybody deserves to celebrate a little bit for at least a day or two, you know? Mm-hmm. Take this victory, especially in 2020. We haven't had a lot of them. I mean, I can count on one hand the amount of positives from this year. If I'm not, if I'm not even doing like personal positives... The only positive I can truly think of is Tiger King. (laughs) No, is the fact that voting was way more accessible this year. Was it perfect? No. But and also the voter turnout was way up. Yes, which is a positive thing, even though obviously there was a lot of of vote for Trump as well. But but and there was there were issues. Yeah. So, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. But voter turnout. Further turnout and ability to vote Accessibility. Was, was made much easier with mail and balloting. And hopefully, this goes and to show in voting. The, yeah, it goes to show in the future that this should be allowed. We can handle this as a country and it allows people to take their time, research these people they're voting for, and uh, amendments and things like that they're voting for, mm-hmm. propositions to educate themselves and vote the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, I'm very happy about that. Good results. Happy, um, even happier in a couple months when he's out of the White House. What about you? What's your currently captivating positive? I have three. Whew. It's been a positive week. I would say it has not been a positive week. Oh. It's been a positive weekend. Oh. Yes, okay. true. No offense to... <laughs> I was going to like, no offense to Annette. <laughs> Very positive about that too. You go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so one, what you said, Biden-Harris. Emphasis for me on the Harris because it's so historic. Yeah, I'm more excited about that than Biden, but the most excited just about Trump being out, probably, if I'm being honest. Yeah, which is fair. I think a lot of people feel that way. Clearly not everybody, but we just are going to ignore them. Okay, so one. They have their moment. Biden and Harris. Okay. Two, we met a baby this weekend. Yes. Her name is Annette. And she is adorable. Indeed. And I held her twice and only freaked out for like half a second. <laughs> and she started crying and I didn't know what to do because yeah. 
Turns out I don't know a lot about babies, but I'm excited to learn. Seemed like a good baby. Yeah. There was some crying, but... All babies cry. Yeah, and not overwhelming. Amanda and Jeff are friends. Annette's parents seemed very good parents. They're killing it. Yeah. Not the baby. (laughs) Why is that an expression? Why is that an expression? Nobody assumed. I understand. They're very good parents. (laughs) No, I understand that. And we're not cutting this out, Caleb. We need to figure out why that is a positive thing to say. Why? I said it so just like... Yeah, they're killing it. But then I'm like, I thought about it, and no. Okay, and the third thing. Now, this is not really from this week. It's from a few weeks ago, but I look back at my notes, and I don't think I've talked about this. Okay. My One of my all-time favorite podcasts that had I thought just, like, retired and was no longer <laughs> has they go? returned. It's called Politically Reactive, and while we're not, like, sponsored by our, by them or anything... They're incredible, and it's these two comedians. They're really funny, and they try to make sense of politics, and they interview a lot of smart, progressive people about current day issues. And they were big, a thi- uh, big thing um, in 2016, and um, they're back. They're back by popular demand, and it just made my life so happy. <laughs> to have them back. So, if you're looking for a good political podcast out there. Highly recommend. I think it's the best one out there. And I don't even listen to that many, so maybe I'm not the best judge of this. But I think it's all you need. <laughs> Alright. Let's go into what we're going to talk about next week. Next week, we're watching the independent film, If Beale Street Could Talk. This is based on the James Baldwin book, which I'm currently reading. If you remember Book Nook. No, I hadn't mentioned that in Book Nook, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to not mention them before I'm like sure that I'm going to read oh, it because I don't want to... okay, so maybe you had just started it. Yeah, but... I had just finished um, the Plot Against America. Okay. Um, but yeah... It's a pretty quick read, so I'm hoping to get that done this week so then we can watch the movie after that and do a little compare contrasting. It's always fun when one of us has read a book uh, related to the movie. Mm -hmm. Adds another perspective. Uh, I believe it looks like this is available on Hulu to stream, but we know how that kind of goes sometimes. We look up movies and they say they're on Hulu and then they don't end up being. Yeah, which is kind of... I mean, I guess it's like we can't really blame the internet it, it's like constantly point, changing. Yeah, at yeah. one point it probably was on Hulu. Yeah. And if it's not still on there, then have no fear. Your local public library is here. <laughs> I love it. Is that your new catchphrase? Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what I'm going to be covering next week. You want to take us out, Kath? Celebrate with your liberal loved ones. And still talk to your not-so-liberal loved ones, especially over Zoom. Um, and I just realized, I don't know what I'm going to say. Thank you for voting. But what about the like people who didn't? What are you going to say to them? Let's you're, get, let's get to work. To <laughs> let's get to work. 
We have some just work to do. getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to think about that for next time. There's gonna be voting in like two years. Why are we still? That's a ways away though. But okay. Sounds well, like Caleb's looking it. for a new catchphrase. <laughs> so if you guys have any suggestions, let him know. Mine always applies. So there's there's that. I got that going for me. Alrighty. See you next Sunday. Bye.